Hi everyone, may peace be on you all and welcome to another episode of I'm a Muslim and That's Okay. I'm your host Shella and yes, it's another solo episode where you can see me and my God, the pressure is on. I didn't think that it would be this hard to do solo episodes on video. I mean, the thing is, I think it's all inside my head, okay? I'm sitting there and watching the older episode and I'm like, hmm, this this all of this doesn't look right it doesn't <laughs> and of course the comparison is always there you know you, you watch the other youtubers and they have these fancy schmancy backgrounds and i'm sitting here like okay you've got my brown recliner here and like the four pictures behind me for those who can't see me and i, I love my pictures like they're nice <laughs> But it's not very professional. You can see my board to my my left and my printer to my right. But that's how it is, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, this is this is all I got. And not for the lack of trying, I'm gonna tell you. I did. I like I already have like backdrops and stuff like that um for some of the photography that I do um professionally, but because of all the junk that exists in my room there is absolutely no way for it to fit behind me or even to the side of me and then I'm like this the, the the backdrop I have isn't working out I mean I don't know how to do this and I went to like Amazon I said, there has to be an alternative how do these other people do it on YouTube and I found like another one that attaches to the chair and In theory, it's a really good idea. But wouldn't you know it, it still did not work out. Okay? I bought the thing. It was really cool. It was green on one side if you wanted to do green screen and you know make it fancy, and it was gray on the other. And like I would use the gray side and it makes it more neutral and less distracting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it still did not work because it was just not wide enough and I have like That's what I'm sitting on, okay people. I'm not sitting like normal regular people on a an office chair that that obviously, you know, is better suited for those kind of backgrounds. I'm on a recliner. That's how I that's how I roll. It's a it's it's a recliner in my office and I bought that thing and I tried to fit it on and that like my my rest, my backrest is just too wide and the the screen itself was not wide enough and i'm sitting there i somehow like pushed it in and i'm sitting there it still it just does not cover enough so like it hid the printer but it didn't hit any of this on my left and i'm like this is pointless this is not working out so y'all just going to have to bear with me this way you know see my 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 wonderful background in all its glory as it is and yeah i mean for now at this moment i i i don't know what to do with the junk in my office i am i'm officially like this is it this this is a family problem here okay we hoard a lot of stuff that we have like there's sentimental value attached to it it's just that we're not using it every day we're not even accessing it every day i think marie kondo needs to come in here but i don't think even she could like deal with this <laughs> oh my god oh my god but yeah and uh, that's the thing when i did my last episode i was like i want to do another solo but what would it be about i think it's important 
that not to just talk about how thoughts are presented, how we present our thoughts to other people, but that sometimes are the way we think or how our thoughts are are just so different. Um, and I say this from the sense that I am, and I think a lot of people have issues with when people self-diagnose, but over the years I found that it is valid because it comes from a place where we have, and I've always had questions about myself, and I can see that I'm not the same as other people. You know, I, I am definitely not processing things the way other people do. And uh, mad credit to all my friends who are online. They went on their own journeys and they posted about what they found. You know, they've got official, official diagnoses and they would post about it online. And one of, uh, not, not just one, I think a couple of my friends, they posted about having ADHD. And when they posted about symptoms and not I mean I hate to call it symptoms because that's the thing people as is consider neurodivergency and that's the topic for today neurodivergency as being an illness when it's not having ADHD or being on any number of uh, or having any number of neurodivergencies is not an illness it's just how we are is this that we are processing everything differently than people who are neuro neurotypical. Anyway, so my friends, they posted about having ADHD and having official diagnoses of ADHD. And, and the list of how people with ADHD function. And I was like, this is it. This is what I've been always been looking for because it all added up. I checkmarked all the boxes over there. And I was like, yes, this is it. And yeah, you can call it a self-diagnosis if you want. But it still doesn't change the fact that that is how my brain functions. And I think people who are neurotypical, somehow they, and you know, you can't blame them because people who are neuro neurotypical have brains that are functioning differently than people who are neurodivergent. And I think that's my point for this episode is that we are all not just that we have different kinds of ideas, our ideas are also being formed so radically and so differently. I mean, if, if I had to give an example and, um, you know, over the years, I didn't know that I had ADHD. Um, I just knew that there was, there was something off about how I process things in my mind. And I used to read a lot research and I, and I had generally had an interest in how people's minds work it's just very fascinating so over the years you know you find out and the, you know that's the thing that surprise surprises me because it doesn't work that way for people with ADHD so I think the first thing um okay let's let's rewind let's move back into one of the first things that I you know I discovered about thought and this has nothing to do with having ADHD or not it's just that how differently our thoughts process and I've always had a very, you know, spectacularly colorful imagination. Um, in my mind, I see pictures in color and I hear sound. And I just assumed that it was 
it like people only had three kinds of thoughts okay you either saw thoughts in like full color like just like i did or it was blurry you know uh, somehow not completely in uh in color and the third was that you saw things like in stick figures you know not very detailed but still the thought had to have imagery to it i just could not imagine that not happening but then i discovered that there are people who don't visualize thought and i was like how is that possible how can somebody be thinking without visualizing thought but i was like okay fine okay this is just you know i accepted that i don't know a whole lot about this so that must be true but then later on you know did some more studying research and then i also found out that there are people who don't hear thought and i think that fact i think something broke inside of me because i was like but what does that mean how is that even possible okay i get it you can't see pictures when you're thinking but how are is does your thought not have any sound to it how is there no voice inside your head telling you what your thought is and i know for a lot of people that that might sound funny but i just couldn't grasp it i was like this this is not this is not proper this is not correct but apparently there are people who have no pictures and no sounds in their heads and they're they're forming thought i don't know how but it's there and it's the truth <laughs> so that's the thing it's just that we are also processing thoughts in such different ways um that we don't even realize it that our thought processes are different so anyway so this was one of those shocker things that sort of came to me when i was researching thoughts and you know how the brain works and everything it's like dang man like this i'm very uncomfortable with this information but as you sort of learn more about adhd and i learned from my friends online um what i found out was the other thing that was a shocker and i think it shouldn't have been a shocker but you know when you're so used to having things happen a certain way in your brain you just can't imagine it not being that way so uh, when i read was that for people with adhd they have streams of thought and i was like but doesn't that work for everybody else as well aren't they always having streams of thought but then when you read further you're like oh no neurotypical people can shut their thoughts off but we can't and i was like oh my god so that's it and that's what i learned about myself that because i have adhd and i think for other people they'd be like but what do you mean you have constant streams of thought i mean like we have constant streams of thoughts like even like for if at any time i'm not speaking there's always a thought going on in my head and people would be like but what kind of thought i'm like it's a random thought but why would you have a random thought like because it's always there we always have random thoughts going through our head and if i had to explain our thoughts it's just like if you could imagine a train on a track but that track forks 10,000 times at any given moment that's how our thoughts work so if i let's suppose started out with of course my last episodes thing mugs if i started out with mugs 
and that thought started off with mugs and um, me like drinking from a mug the the thought process would start from there but it could end with with the pyramids in Giza that's literally how it is the train keeps changing its tracks over and over and over again in our brains and that's why we're not having one thought at any given time we're having multiple thoughts and then that's why we are generally very distracted as people but then i think what people who are neurotypical don't understand is that they can shut off their thoughts which also i i find a little scary i don't know but um i'll get to that later but we can't and i think that's a little difficult for somebody who's neurotypical typical to grasp that we can't shut off our thoughts our thoughts are literally constant there's literally no way for us to shut it off i mean if you can imagine imagine that there's a faucet our the thoughts come out of a faucet but for every one of us for people who are neurotypical you have i guess the valve on top that you could you know turn it on and turn it off right for people who have adhd um we don't have the valve and the faucet's on okay <laughs> it would be a different thing if the faucet was off but no the faucet is on and the valve's broken <laughs> there's no way to shut that off i mean it's so bad that i remember as a kid and i grew up on a lot of really stereotypical kung fu movies <laughs> you know you'd have uh, the protagonist sitting there meditating somewhere clear their minds i tried that as a kid it didn't work because there's always that stream of thought and for us to even try to stop those thoughts is like if you like put your hand underneath a running faucet it's not going to shut that faucet off all it's going to do is make a mess in your mind so we don't even attempt it <laughs> but that's that's what it is that's how it is our our thoughts are always there and always overwhelming and sometimes it, if and this is what that's one of those things that when we are having a conversation with somebody we could have it be having an active conversation but our brain is someplace else we don't mean to do it it just happens that way i i swear to god i i can't remember the, remember the number of times i've had somebody introduce themselves they say their name i'm like i'm going to remember this name but then the train carries that that name off into some abyss inside my brain and i can't remember that person's name and it's so embarrassing you're sitting there like oh my god they just told me their name and i can't remember it dang it stream of thought So but that's how it is it's just we're trying we really are to really focus but it's hard to focus i mean if i had to give another example of how distracting it is it's if you had one assigned task let's say you had to send an email right have to send an email and but you had to send an email inside a room full of tantruming toddlers. You might be able to get it done, but it's going to take a while, okay? Because you have like those toddlers coming in from everywhere wanting your attention and wanting something done and that's what makes it so hard for people with ADHD to finish tasks is that 
we're trying to focus, but we have another thought, with and that thought distracts us. And for people who are neurotypical, they'd be like, "But oh, you ignore that thought." But that's not how it is. All of those thoughts, because we're so used to having them simultaneously, it's hard to really push them aside to be able to focus on on something. I mean, there are um, different, I guess, tools that you do learn over the years to help you focus on on your work. You know, it's still not a guarantee that we'd be able to really focus on a whole lot of things. So. I think my, the point of this is is not just to announce to the world that I have you know self-diagnosed ADHD. It's just to show that when we see other people struggling with something that's easy for us, I think it's important that we allow grace because we don't know what it is that they could be struggling with, and it could be something as simple as the fact that their brains are just not working the same way as ours is. So, as I said before in my previous episode, it's a matter of empathy, having empathy for the other person. Like, if you really can't see from their perspective, then ask for their perspective. Ask in the nicest way possible, and you know, make them feel comfortable enough, feel safe enough to tell you that this is what it is that I have. I am struggling with such 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 thing. And it makes it hard. And you know the great thing about some—if you know somebody with ADHD—if you know somebody with ADHD and they're struggling with completing a task or staying focused on a task, I just found this out from a friend of mine. Is that if you body double, if you you are there to work alongside them and to help them stay on track, so you can remind them that this 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 task has to be done. In a in a nice, gentle way, you know. Don't be condescending. It really does help us keep on track. So you know, you could be really, really helping somebody out. It'd be great. So until next time, I hope you know y'all forgive my, I don't know, unprofessional background <laughs> for those who are watching on YouTube. Uh, I'm gonna try to fix it up. Like I don't know if I'll be able to do it like this year or next year. I'm gonna have to rearrange everything in this office and see if we can get a cleaner background for y'all. So until next time, you take care of yourself and may peace be on you all. Thank you so much for tuning in to I'm a Muslim and that's okay. And if you wish to follow my social media for more updates, you can follow me on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube. All the links to those are in the show notes. And if you are on Apple or on Spotify or on Podchaser, please do give my podcast a five star rating. It really does help get me, you know, in the public eye. And if you wish to donate to support the podcast, you can do so through the PayPal link in my show notes as well. Take care.